Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Today, I'm talking to uh, actress, model, TikTok face mask maker extraordinaire, Sydney Morgan. She is just so lovely. We talk about how she got into TikTok, into TikTok, uh, how a coffee mask uh, making TikTok kind of blew up and has launched her into an influencer career, what that's like. Also, how uh, being 16 years old in high school and having ulcerative colitis really impacted her entire uh, human existence. She had her entire colon removed. It's a pretty wild story. We also talk about crystals. She's very into crystals and all of the properties with them. And I am also a, an amateur crystal observer. So we talk all about it. And she just moved to Los Angeles. Her thoughts on that, her thoughts on the entire world of TikTok. I get a lot of uh, advice that I gleaned as an old millennial trying to figure it out for myself. But overall, Sydney is absolutely lovely and very hilarious. So please enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Sydney Morgan. All right, Sydney, I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like I'm going to learn so much. Uh, but first of all, I got to hear from you. How do you describe what you do? That's such an interesting question, considering <laughs> it, it changes every couple of weeks. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to be an actor now. Yeah. And I just keep changing it. <laughs> so uh, I usually say that I'm a content creator on social media, and I'm also an actress and model. Cool. And a makeup okay. artist, clearly. Yeah. But. Okay. That's the thing is that you have these hybrids uh, about you, which is very interesting. And I, I want to hear, I know a little bit about how the TikTok journey started, but I'm curious from your perspective, how did this all come about? Yeah. So I've always been very artistic and creative. I always say I've been drawing and painting ever since I could pick up a pencil. And so nice. when I was in high school, I was in the art club and I would volunteer in my community to do face painting on kids at certain events. And Cute. All the kids would like come to my line because they were like, oh, Sydney does it so good. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, wait a second, I'm kind of good at this. <laughs> and then uh, fast forward to the pandemic, um, mm. I had a lot of free time and I started, you know, face painting on myself. And I had a very small Instagram account at the time just mm -hmm. to post all my artwork and my makeup looks on just for like friends and family. Yeah. And then TikTok was this new app and I had seen other makeup artists using it. And I was like, I might as well share it there as well. So it just started as this, an, another platform to share my art on. And then it just had a great response and I've just never stopped. Yeah. So that's kind of how TikTok came to be. Inter I mean, so you were already looking at TikTok and watching like beauty gurus and whatever up there. And we're like, oh, I see this spicy spy. I can do this. Right. No, I've always been very into like the beauty community on YouTube. So mm -hmm. I, I was kind of growing up watching these YouTubers online and I was watching, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I was like, that. That'd be cool. <laughs> I never thought I actually would, but I was like, yeah, when, when I'm a YouTuber, I'm going to go by Sydney Morgan. I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, a lot of little kids dream about like, if they're going to take someone's last name when they get married and you're like, this is going to be my handle when I get my right. social media going. I was like, I was like, James Charles, that's his middle name. I should use my middle name. That's cool. <laughs> now, 
you blew up a little bit with this video of you making a coffee face mask, correct? Uh huh. That was kind of further down the line, but yes. Okay. So walk me through that. This is just an idea you had or something that inspired you. And without knowing, it happened. And then without knowing, millions of people were like, this is content I enjoy. <laughs> that still baffles me because it's like, it's not the makeup look that I spent 10 hours on the yeah, yeah. up. It's, <laughs> it's me failing to create a face mask made out of coffee. And so I had seen these little face mask maker machines online. And I've seen Mm -hmm. people using them to make like little aesthetic, like spa day face masks. And I'm like, oh, slay. So I'm going to buy that, but I'm not (laughs) going to do it like that. I'm going to use crazy things. And so I think the first one I did was Orbeez. I was going through Uh, an Orbeez phase. I was working them into content. I I don't know why (laughs) my followers loved it. Not sponsored at all, but just a genuine fan. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just started using random things. And then on the videos, there would be more comments saying, use this, use this, use this. And mm. so I saw when there was like, use coffee. And I was like, okay, I have coffee. I can do that. Yeah. And I guess the coffee beans mixed with whatever's supposed to make it solidify had mm-hmm. not a great reaction. And it just went all <laughs> over me. And I was like, I was like, let's just post it anyways. That's funny. Yeah. And then I could not tell you why it blew up. But it did. I know. That's the mystery of all social media is trying to figure out the why things hit with people. And it is very difficult. But from there, you've been making obviously a lot of other content that is beauty related and a lot of other face masks. I'm curious uh, which ones have worked the best or which ones have been the absolute worst? Have there been any that haven't even seen the light of TikTok? As far as face masks are go, um, Yeah, well, or just general videos. So people ask me all the time, um, like, do you ever hate your makeup looks and like not post them? Mm. I mean, with art, I feel like it's always like, you can just add on to it or make it work. So <laughs> yeah. I'm never like, oh, I'm four hours into a look and I realize I hate it and I'm going to throw it away. It's mm. like, how can I fix it? So mm. pretty much every makeup look I've started, I've posted. Obviously, there's some that I like more than others. Yeah. And uh, with the face masks, I think my favorite one that I've ever done was a glitter face mask. So mm. I just used like chunky glitter and it did solidify and it looked, yeah. I was feeling my unicorn fantasy. It was just <laughs> iconic. And that, I think that was my favorite one. Now, how do your pores feel about all of these products that you're using in these face masks? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think they're that mad at me because as soon as I do it, I'm like, okay, we got a good take, run to the bathroom, scrub my face off and it it seems okay. 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 I didn't know if there was any, yeah, the journey after the process of uh, de-scrubbing the face. Yeah. I'm also curious because I'm still of the millennial generation that's figuring out TikTok. I'm curious how... How do you describe TikTok? Like, let's say an alien came down and had no concept of this. Like, how would you explain it to that thing? I guess it's an app where you can post short videos on. And I don't even know, like... Well, okay, then let me ask, what do you, in using it and having success, are there certain pieces of advice that you would give people uh, to use it? Like, do you see people making TikTok mistakes or 
making kind of like faux pas that you're like, oh, they should fix this or that. Yeah, 100%. Um, One thing that I think is super important to TikTok and getting on the algorithm and getting that viral video is consistency. Mm -hmm. So obviously the more you're posting, the higher the chance that one of them is going to blow up and get pushed out. So consistency is super important. And also like being authentic and original and creative, because at the end of the day, you want to think what is going to make people come to my page versus all the millions of other makeup artists on TikTok. Why, Mm -hmm. why am I different? Why do people want to come follow me? So I, I'm one that I always kind of create my own makeup looks. I don't do a lot of recreations of other things that I've seen before. Mm. And I think the third reason is just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Because I hear a lot of people going in like, I want to be TikTok famous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's not a good sustainable reason. And I or think, fulfilling at right, all. 100%. So I think part of my success came from the fact that I did have this passion for art and creativity and makeup. And whether I was getting 10 views or 10 million views, I would still be doing it. And I'd still be posting it because I genuinely enjoy doing it. That's great. That's very cool. Um, I do think that you have a really great perspective. And I'm curious if it comes from uh, that you were diagnosed with all ulcerative colitis. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Ulcerative colitis. You can just say UC. UC. Now talk Mm -hmm. to me about this. This was when you were in high school. Yeah, so I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in August of 2018. So that would put me at 16 years old. I was going wow. into my junior year of high school. Wow. And it was it was really scary and overwhelming at the time because as far as I knew, I go to the doctor, they tell you what's wrong, and they give you medicine yeah. and you're fixed. Yeah. So for me to go in there and then be like, um, this is never going to go away. There's no cure. This is something that you could be potentially dealing with for your whole life. That was just the craziest thing to me. And I had never even heard of it before I was diagnosed, let alone know anything about it. And that is why I'm so vocal about it on my platforms, because I kind of, I I want people to know. So it's not so scary. And there's not this like stigma around it or uncertainty. Yeah, I think a lot of especially women deal with the misdiagnoses or like undiagnosed kind of especially stomach pain. Especially because I, uh, you know, I've heard that doctors will attribute it to like a period pain and not really take it seriously and not really understand the depths of it. I'm curious, like for you, what I mean, I assume that it was like such a physical ailment that like you had to keep going to the doctor. But did you ever feel like you weren't taken seriously or feel like you had to like over explain yourself? Yeah. So before I even told my parents, I think I was having symptoms for about four months. And I just kept telling myself, oh, it's just like a stomach bug. It's this, Mm -hmm. it's that, it'll go away. And then so eventually when it didn't, it got so like limiting that I I had to tell someone. But obviously the symptoms are embarrassing. So it's not something that people like to talk about. So I remember going to my uh, doctor and they were like, oh, we don't really know. And then eventually got to the point where I had to go to the emergency room and I was in there for two days. And then I think they were like, oh, we can do a scope on you in two months. (gasps) I was like, okay. I'm going to sit in this body with this pain for another (laughs) two months. (laughs) Right. So then sent me home from the ER. I ended up back there the next day. I was inpatient for probably two or three weeks doing tests, getting imaging scopes, every test they have. And then ultimately colitis. Is where wow. it's at. So what happened after that? 
Um, I spent majority of my first year after diagnosis burning through all the different oral medications. I was getting infusions and every medicine possible. And it was like, every time there was a new one, I would get my hopes up. Like this one is going to get me in remission. Yeah. Ultimately would fail and we'd move on to the next one. And then we got to the end of the line and my doctor had to sit down and talk to me like, listen, this is the last one. If it fails, there's not much else we can do for you. You're going to have to get surgery to have your entire colon, which is your large intestine, removed. Wow. So she had me meet with a surgeon in advance, just in case we had to have that next step. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they took me back in to do another scope to Mm -hmm. look at it. And it was so damaged at the time that they were scared that it would just tear while they were doing the scope. So then I had to get emergency surgery to remove my colon. And that was in October of 2019. Wow. Now, I mean, that's wild. And I'm sure you're still processing how wild of an experience that was. Do you Mm -hmm. have any sort of thoughts or advice to other young people that might be like struggling with a medical situation that hasn't been completely figured out yet? It's so hard. I think it's just super important to remember that uh, this pain is not going to last forever. Mm, Eventually, mm -hmm. it will get figured out and you're going to be okay again. It's just, it's it it doesn't feel like that at the time. And I know that more than anyone. It's just like, and I kept asking like, oh, why me? Why is this happening to me? My life sucks. But then you just have to get over it and deal with it. Like, and just take it one day at a time and just stay positive and remember that it is going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, Now I want to ask you about crystals. So this seems to be something that I've gleaned from uh, your videos that you are an enthusiast of in some Mm -hmm. respects. Some might say obsessed with, some might say number. (laughs) Okay. Talk to me about this. How did you get into crystals? How obsessed are you? Et cetera, et cetera. My friends would say obsessed is the right word, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did I even get into crystals? I just love shiny things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ir- iridescent is my favorite color. Okay. I'm just attracted <laughs> to shiny things. And I don't even know how I got my first crystal. I just was seeing all these cute little gurus online with their crystals. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to be that. And so I think I got like one or two small ones. Okay. and. A company sent me a few too to help me start my collection. And then I just loved them and was doing all kinds of research on like what Mm -hmm. they do and like how to manifest. And I just like the vibes. I think it's a cute thing. So So, I just kept buying them. And now every Sunday uh I go to the Melrose Trading Post and there is a woman who sells big crystals. Shout out to Nora. <laughs> she knows me. And every time I walk up, she's like, Sid, she said, I got a good one. I said, I got she a, got, she one got a new one and it's good. And I said, say less. They, uh, yeah. Are you into like the transformative properties and the healing properties? Is that what you do? You look for the aesthetic, like the what they look like? Or are you more interested in like what they can do for you? Yeah, I'm very interested in like what they can do for you, which ones are good for certain things. Mm-hmm. I like citrine a lot. That one is good yeah. for like success, career, stuff like that. So every time I'm going into meetings and stuff, I'll have like a little citrine in my pocket or like nice. sitting next to my computer. <laughs> and so I like that one a lot. But also, you know, I just buy them because they're cute sometimes. 
Oh, of course. Do you do the cleansing rituals? Do you put oh, them out 100%. under the moon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have my sage. My yes. apartment, however, does not have a balcony. So about like once a month, I call my friend Maddie who lives upstairs. And I'm like, can I use your balcony? I need to sage my crystals. <laughs> so I go up there, I sage my crystals. And then every full moon, I put my water out. When people don't know what that is, what what is that exactly? What, like sage? Yeah. Well, for saging your crystals. Yeah. So it's just an upland. It's an herb and burning uh-huh. it. It smells nice. And it's just supposed to get out all the negative energy and kind of mm. reset your crystals. They recommend doing it every month. And yeah. there's different methods to cleanse them. I like sage or also another one would be setting them out in the full moon. Or you can mm-hmm. put a bowl of water outside during the full moon and then you can cleanse them in that water the next day. Oh, People that's do great. a lot of things with full moon water. They like drink it. They wash their face with it. That's I was going to ask you, have you ever drank it? Because I recently learned that you can drink this, this thing. And I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I'm not opposed to it. (laughs) I'm not opposed, but I just haven't done it yet. So maybe this month's Mm. full moon, I'll just make sure I'm extra thirsty and just. Yeah. You could also, I mean, I feel like there's a full moon face mask. That's a possibility with some full moon water. Just saying. (laughs) It's like, it's like, let me write that down. Yeah, right. Well, you're talking about Los Angeles. You just recently moved here. I did. I moved officially September 1st. Okay. How has that transition been? It's been fairly easy. It's it's a lot easier than I thought, but I was taking very frequent trips out here, whether it's for collaborations, work opportunities, auditions, stuff like that. So it got to the point where it was like, I am just sick of being on five hour flights. I think I better just, you know, get a place out there. And it's honestly the best decision I've made. And I'm very happy out here. For people that don't live here, what are some of the better qualities to you of Los Angeles? The weather in comparison. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm used to, you know, when I would get up to go to school, I would have to dig my car out of the snow (laughs) at 7 (laughs) a.m. to to get to school. Uh So clearly we don't have that problem here. I love the sunshine. I think it just brightens my mood totally winter is depressing so i love the weather uh and yeah. there's just there's just so much to do out here so much culture people are great really accepting i just feel like there's so many different personalities out here and it's it's just cool to see oh yeah a huge i mean very different than pittsburgh my brother went to college in pittsburgh and i've been okay. there a few times and i love the andy warhol museum out there yeah but it's, it is very gray and overcast there a lot a lot uh, yeah <laughs> um Speaking of acting, talk to me about this. So you've, is this a new endeavor or is this something you've been doing for a while? Um, I've always been into acting. Even when I was younger, I would watch TV. And if I saw a scene that I liked, I would yeah. pause it and rewind it and do that until I learned it <laughs> yeah. for no reason. And then I would just be like, hey, mom, look what I, what, look what I learned. And I would just like <laughs> recite like a random scene from, I don't know, Wizards of Waverly Place or something. Like, yeah. Just any scene that like caught my eye or like made me feel something. I was like, I want to learn it and deliver it exactly like them. (laughs) So I I just kind of practiced organically without knowing that I ever wanted to pursue it. And also I I was doing like musical theater in high school and stuff. And Mm. I did the makeup for that as well. Nice. And uh, I've just been very into it. And so recently I um, have been acting in a few horror movies that are coming out in 22. And so that transition came about because of my gory special effects makeup on, you know, YouTube and TikTok. 
So that one made a lot of sense just to hop into the horror genre. And I've also been helping out with some of the special effects while I'm on set, which has been cool. Very cool. I'm, uh, I always like to ask people that, uh, are in the world of acting if they have any embarrassing or unique auditioning stories. Hmm. I mean, I I get a lot of scripts that are interesting for like self tapes and stuff. I don't know if I have any that stand out to me as embarrassing. That's good. That's good. (laughs) I'm sure I will soon. I'm sure I will (laughs) if I keep this up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, how has it been being in horror films? I feel like that's such a specific genre that you get to... Because I don't necessarily like scary movies. However, I do appreciate that horror films have a great sense of humor about them. They do. And I've always been interested in horror just because I am a special effects makeup artist. So I pay a little too much attention. I'm like, (laughs) okay, when that blood squirted out, what did they use for that? Like, how did they make that look so like, like, did they use like liquid latex? Like, how did that happen? (laughs) So I I don't know. I kind of like ruined the fun by like overanalyzing (laughs) that. So I've never been like that afraid of them. And being in them is so cool. It's so fun. That's great. Okay, so we know that they're coming out at some point this year. Yeah, I have a lot coming out rolling into Halloween season. So end of August, early September. Great. Okay, well, we'll tease that. And now we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, guess what? I have a bunch more questions for you. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Hello, listeners. Grace Helbig here, wanting to say two things. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not-too-deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful. If you can go to the iTunes store, the App Store, and leave us a lovely little review comment. How are you feeling? Good, bad, otherwise? Maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. I went through, identified all of them, and then looked up what like the you know healing properties were mm-hmm. of them all. And I realized that like, oh, when I bought these crystals, I must have been fucking stressed out because all of these. Me, literally me. Yeah, I have 85. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. And do you have a cap on when you'll stop or no? No, my goal is when I have a house, I want a crystal that's taller than me and just mm-hmm. like. Do you massive. feel. Here's my question about them, because sometimes and maybe this is just in my head. I feel like when they're all together too close, it's like too much energy going on. Do you ever <laughs> too much energy that I'm like, I feel chaotic right now. Yeah, I, I strategically spread mine out. Like I have my black tourmaline by my front door because it absorbs negative energy as people are coming and going. Nice. I have my rose quartz by my bathroom mirror because like self-love. I'm always yes. know, looking at myself, stuff like that. Yes. And, and obviously the citrine in the studio. Nice. For career. So I, I spread them out. Nice. Um, okay. I want to ask about your creative process when you're making take, like what's your day to day creative process? Like, do you have like a system that you do? Do you wake up and do it right away? Do you kind of just like let inspiration find you? What do you do? So that's, that's a hard thing because it it started as something that was a hobby and Mm -hmm. I was creative when I 
wanted to be creative or I was inspired to be creative. And then somewhere along the line that turned into a career. So now it's kind of like, I've forced myself to be creative, but I also want to hold on to like the enjoyment and the passion and not feel like I'm forcing it and make myself hate it. Yeah. So finding that balance was hard. And I definitely had my moment of I'm overdoing it. Mm. And I would sit down in the studio and I would cry because I didn't want to do it. (laughs) I would be like, I don't want to do makeup. So I'm good now though. I I found, (laughs) I found like the good balance. I I don't force myself to do an insane 12 hour makeup look every day. That's good. So what happens now is I'll have maybe a general idea or something that I see about my day. We'll be like, Oh, that could be a cool makeup look. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm like, you know, walking outside and I see a cool plant or like, a cool, a cool like mural on the wall or yeah. anything like that. And I'm always like taking pictures of stuff. And I just like to be inspired by random things or even like, I'll read a quote that makes me feel a certain emotion. And then I'll be like, Oh, let's put that on my face. Mm. So it's, it's very much like, as far as the emotional side, it's like getting what's in here, like out, yeah. onto, you know, a canvas, which just happens to be my face at the time. Yeah. 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 Translating it. Yeah. So that's, that's how it sparks. Or I have a journal that I am always sketching out. Like I have face charts that I like sketch makeup looks on and Mm. stuff like that. Nice. Well, with that, I'm curious if you have any trend predictions. So like for this year coming up or that we're now into 2022, any predictions in the world of makeup? Is there going to be a certain product, Mm -hmm. a certain feature of the face that's going to get emphasized our our ears in this year what's going on huh. in your just, metaphorical crystal ball what do you see for this year that's such a hard thing to predict i mean yeah i feel like it's changing every second of the day it is ever changing and it's hard to keep up with yeah so i i'm trying my best to stay on top of it um a makeup look trend that maybe mm. will catch on that I, i'm starting to do uh-huh. is actually focused on my crystals. So I did a series that was on Zodiac signs. Yeah. So I did a makeup look that I felt like was inspired by like what embodies this certain Zodiac signs. And I did one for every sign. And cool. now I'm going to do every crystal. Oh. So I'm going to do a makeup look that I feel like uh, embodies like the energy that that crystal gives or the color schemes and stuff like that. So maybe other people will be inspired to do crystal makeup. I don't know. Cool. I think that's awesome. Um, now I'm curious, what do you watch? Do you, what do you, are there people that you watch constantly on TikTok or YouTube or wherever? What shows are you obsessed with right now? Like, what do you take in entertainment wise? It's hard. I just, I don't have that much free time to watch things like I used Good to. for you. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad, honestly, but like, um, I, I've watched a lot of beauty YouTubers like uh, Bretman Rock, James mm. Charles, uh, Glamming Gore, Nikki Tutorials, yeah, Manny yeah. MUA, Laura Lee. I've watched everyone. That was kind of prior to my TikTok, but more now <sighs> shows that I've watched. I mean, I watched Squid Game mm. when that was popping off. Great show. Mm-hmm. That's I would love to be in something like with that plot. That's well, so interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask you too, with the acting and everything, what are the goals? What would you like to do in that world? Yeah, so uh, I'm working on getting out of the horror genre. Okay, um, okay. I have had a lot 
of experience there now yeah. and I'm ready for something new. Yeah. So uh, I would love to be a lead in something that's just like, I, I want to be in a comedy, honestly. Oh. I feel like that would be so fun. Or And I'm, I, I feel like I'm more into film than I am TV. Like, okay. I don't know, to get a film rather than a series, but either would be great. You got to manifest it. Put it all out yeah. there. And as far as plot goes, I would love to be in something that's similar to like, Pretty Little Liars, mm. Gossip Girl, The Vampire Diaries, because that is a little bit of horror, not necessarily, it's, but it's like, a little dark. Yeah. It's a little dark, and I like that. Yeah, so, oh, very something cool. like that would be a lot of fun. Very cool. Okay. Now I'm going to move on to the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh. Yeah. Can, can it be an animated character? It can be absolutely anyone or anything that comes to mind. Okay, how about, have you ever seen the movie Frozen? Yes, I have. I that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I would throw a fistful of cold spaghetti at Prince Hans. Yeah. We oh. do not stand. I no. would love that. I would love for it to start as live action and turn into animation in air, midair. Yes. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> okay. The other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like a Bathroom emergency situation. I know this for you might be considering uh, that I have triggering bowel disease. I know. I, I was like, this might be a triggering question. Um, but the you can only use three words or three small phrases to describe the situation. So for me, mine is college jogging front lawn. Mm-hmm. Let's see. There's just an abundance <laughs> of opportunities for this one. Uh, let's see. This is a fun one. Colitis flare, C. diff, prom. Oh. And then hospital. Oh, a prom in a hospital. Oh, I mean, the memories. You've come so far. And it was a great time. <laughs> oh, good. Um, okay. Now we have a section of the podcast called Deep and Hot, where I ask oh. you, I know, so sorry. I ask you a deep question that we've prepared for you and for your hot take on kind of like a topic-ish that we've prepared for you. So deep question for you is, do you think there always needs to be an end goal? No. No? Why? I think so. I mean, I I like to set a lot of like, short-term goals but mm -hmm. i mean if there's no end goal but it's bringing you like enjoyment or happiness or helping your life in a certain way then i don't think there ever has to be an end yeah very true totally i'm curious too do you have any i know you love crystals so do you have any other like rituals or self-care habits that you do either on a daily basis or you know when the time is right yeah, I do a lot of like skincare and stuff mm. like that. I just enjoy it. And it feels like my me time to kind of de-stress and just, yeah. I like doing it. So similar to how 
I enjoy like putting on the makeup and getting all done up. I pref- I also enjoy like kind of taking it off and putting on a face mask and just like sitting in a bubble bath with a nice. hair mask, stuff like that. Oh, I'm also curious about your cat, Boots. <gasps> Is Boots- he's at the vet right now getting neutered. Oh, okay, I thought Boots he's died. Fine, fine. I was like, oh my God. I just asked her about our shitting story and now I'm asking about a potentially dead cat. Okay, no, the cat's- I miss him so much. I had to drop him off at 8 a.m. this morning and I can't pick him up until 5. He's getting neutered, you said? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, getting so him is- chopped off. Wow, so is he a baby? He's a baby. He's like five months. Wow. And so you got mm-hmm. him when you moved here to Los Angeles. I did. So I had a cat back home for, she's like two now. Her name is Jazzy. She's a ragdoll. Cute. And I am my parents' youngest child. So, and technically it was my cat, but I'm like, I can't move across the country and also take the cat. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I, I can't do that to them. So I came out without a pet. I'm like, I'll just get settled in. It'll be fine. And when I walk, to go get my mail. I walk past this one apartment who has a really cute cat. And I know that if I went to get my mail at like 2 p.m., uh-huh. the sun was perfectly shining through the window and the cat would be sitting in this sun patch. So I'd be like, oh, it's two. I gotta go get my mail. <laughs> and then I would just stand there and look at this cat. I was like, you're a creep. Why? Just get one. So I, I got most a cat. People, oh, that's great. Yeah, most people are like, the hot mailman is coming at 2 p.m. So I have to go make sure I'm down there. And you're like, no, I got to go. The sun is hitting this cute cat in the perfect way. I have to go see this. My uh, friends were like, shit, that's so weird. <laughs> Just get one. inside. So that's great. That's so pure. I love that. Um, okay. Now here's uh, the hot take kind of genre topic that we have for you. I'm curious about, you know, a lot of people talk about the social media versus reality of everything. Um, What's your hot take on finding the balance of that? Because I do see that on your social media, you are, you know, you share aspects of your personal life, but you do seem to have like a boundary that's like Mm -hmm. healthy, that you're not oversharing absolutely every second of your life. Um, So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Do you consider that and make a conscious effort to kind of stay, keep some things behind the curtain? Yeah, it it is very hard balance. And a lot of people do a lot of different things. And I'm still, you know, kind of learning and figuring out as I go. But uh, I do like to keep certain aspects uh, to myself and personal and offline, because then I feel like they're still mine. Yeah. Because when I'm posting things and sharing them, it's kind of like, opening myself up to everyone's opinions or, Mm -hmm. and that I didn't necessarily ask for, but that's just kind of goes along with being online and being a social influencer. And so it's hard because I do want to uh, share enough to kind of have like a personal connection relationship with my followers, but also kind of keep some things to myself so that they stay mine. Yeah. I think that's incredibly healthy. (laughs) That's great. Um, I'm also curious, uh, if you, what are some of the weirdest requests or messages that you've gotten? If any, I'm sure there's been plenty. I get a lot. Um, there is a reoccurring need for feet pictures that Uh, I see in my DMs all the time. (laughs) I'm like, why? (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad that you have that boundary, though, of keeping your feet to yourself, because once they're out there, you can't get them back. It's an ongoing joke with me and my friends. Anytime we post a photo that our feet are in, we yeah. censor them. 
Yeah, yeah. Even on <laughs> even on Snapchat, if it's yeah. just like a, a photo of my friend, they put their feet in it, we censor them and we say not for free. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the last minute business plan is when the feet become available when all other revenue streams have dried yeah, up. Yeah, just just know <laughs> if you ever see me selling feet pictures, my career is not doing well. That I'm not doing well, my career is not doing well, and someone should intervene at this point. Yeah, please send help. Um now I'm just kind of curious, like what's coming up for you? What's next? What's gonna, what's the plan for this year? We know that there's some horror stuff coming out, mm-hmm. but anything else going on? Well, I am constantly doing auditions and self tapes. So definitely mm. stay tuned for more acting things coming out, hopefully branching out a bit from the horror genre. Nice. Um, I am working on some products of my own. Oh, so very cool. Makeup moment. I'm not nice. going to say too much, but okay. she's in the works. Cool. Um, I could potentially be working on my music this year as well. Oh, okay. I know you mentioned that you were a musical theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have vocal nodules right now that I need to get surgery for. So it's kind of been Oof. on hold. Gotcha. But uh, hopefully we can get that figured out this year. Cool. Very, very cool. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, um, We've kind of reached the end of the podcast, but before we wrap up everything completely, we like to give a little token of our appreciation to our guests. And that is a personalized horoscope from us to you that Melissa will put in the chat. And when she does, if you're able to read it aloud to the class, that would be great. Okay. Dear Aquarius, water bearer of the stars, You may feel a sense of emptiness where a romantic partner would sit. However, rather than distracting oneself from what you lack, we suggest living up to your New Year's resolution, which is crystals, cash, and cats. The three C's, baby. That's all you need. That's literally (laughs) all you need. And then after I posted it, I was like, I should have added candles. Because I'm also a crazy candle lady. Are you? What's your burning in my apartment? What's your go to scent? There's this one, I don't even know where it's from. It's called The Perfect Christmas. And it smells <gasps> like The Perfect Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. So if they stop releasing it because it gets far away from Christmas, I'm going to have to find a new one. Oh, no. Um, Sydney, this has been so lovely. Where can people find you online or wherever you want them to if they don't already know? Yeah, so on TikTok, I'm just Sydney underscore art, Sydney.Morgan, and the own Morgan is zero on Snapchat and Instagram, and then Sydney Morgan on YouTube. And that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you again. This has been so great. And I cannot wait to see the horror movies and whatever <laughs> else you get into this year. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. It was Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs>